0: Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 16th of August 2015, entitled Students of Scripture, and the Bible reading is taken from 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Here's Brother Steve Elliott. And he says in verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as a canker, of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. If you'd like to sit down, please. I wonder this morning, what emphasis do you place upon the studying of the Scriptures, you know there are many things that we can spend our time in uh, studying, but what place does the Word of God have in our studies? Scriptures. Um, are you a student this morning of the Scriptures? Uh, I believe that Paul definitely was, and Timothy as well. And uh, if we just look in verse 15, this is the the uh, key verse really that we're going to look upon this morning. And we're going to see five things about the student of Scripture in this verse. Um, and Paul says to Timothy, "Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." And the first thing that we see here is that the student of Scripture, he studies the word of truth. Let's just have a look at verse 15 again at the beginning. Paul says, study, and at the end of the verse, he says, the word of truth. You know, any serious student will start by using a reliable source for his studies. Um, what good would it be for a student um, to study his subjects, for example, if he was studying for a PhD, um, with an unreliable textbook. What use would it be for a student who was studying for his PhD um, to have a book with maybe verses and maybe also chapters missing out of it, a book that would contradict the subject that he's trying to learn um, and have mistakes in? It would be foolish, wouldn't it? Obviously, when we're studying, we have to have the correct... um, the correct book for our studies. Otherwise it's all going to be in vain. It's just going to be a waste of time. Um, Notice in verse 15 that Paul, he instructs Timothy here of the foundation of all Bible study. Um, He says study and then he says the word of truth. Let me just uh, point you to a few other scriptures um, about the importance of studying the word of truth. Uh, John chapter 17 And here we have the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, Jesus was called uh, the word of God. And he's also called the truth, isn't he? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he says in verse 17, when he's speaking to the Father, he says, Sanctify them, his disciples, through thy truth. And then he says, thy word is truth. And that's good news this morning. that the Bible is true. Now, let's just have a look at another verse. First, uh, Thessalonians, you go back to Timothy, and just keep your fingers in Timothy, uh, but just turn uh, to the left, and then you've got the second book of uh, Thess- Thessalonians. Just turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we see here what the word of truth is. First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13 and Paul says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectively worketh also in you that believe. And we can see from this verse very clearly that the word of truth is the word of God, it's the Bible. Um, I like what Peter said yesterday when we were out on the outreach. And, um, you know, we were just outside the shop, and uh, Peter, Peter's Bible was, was over there. And um, Peter says, he said, can you get me my sword, please? Can you get me my Bible? And uh, I like that. That's good. That's the word of truth. And, you know, if we're to do evangelism and we're to tell other people about Jesus... We need the word of truth. We need the word of God. It's not our opinions that we're trying to teach people about Jesus, but we need to teach them from the Bible, from the word of God. Um, so the word of truth is the word of God. And I'd just like to say this morning, make sure that when you study, you do your studies, that you use the King James Bible. Why? Because it's 100% the truth. It's 100% the Word of God. Maybe the first study that we need to do, and an important study as Christians, um, is to find out where the Word of God is. Because today on the market there are at least 100 new versions of the Bible. And it's confusing. And people are wondering, where is the Word of God? You know? God has spoken, but if we get all these modern Bibles together with the King James Bible, they often contradict each other and they say different things and they have words and passages missing out of the Bible. And you see, if we're going to be serious students of the scriptures, we need to have a firm foundation. We need to have the word of truth, the word of God. Um, Thank God that some people in this congregation here this morning have done that study already. Yes, it is a long study, and it may take you a while to find out, but it's important. Um, it's important for your soul. Your, you have an eternal soul, and it's going to spend eternity somewhere, and it's all based upon the word of truth, what happens. So we need to have the correct foundation. Um, I wondered this morning, do you use this book, the King James Bible, do you use this out of convenience maybe because that's just the Bible that we use in this church and we've used it for many years? Um, It may be you use it because it's on our statement of faith. It may be because it's just been passed down from generation to generation through the family. But why do you use the Bible that you use? You see, we need to know why we use this book. Is it out of convenience or is it out of conviction? Have we done a study and have we found out why we use the book that we do? It's important. Um, I'm going to share in a few moments why it is important. Um, I don't know if you know, but um, one thing I've, I've been a Christian 25 years now and I don't see a lot of appetite amongst Christians to study the word of God. And it's, it's a pity because we have everything here that we need from God. Not only did the Lord Jesus Christ give us the Bible, but he's preserved it as well. And he's preserved it through men and women who have actually given their lives so that we can have a faithful copy of the word of God. But many Christians today don't have any appetite at all to study the scriptures. Why is that? Why is it? You know, I saw something uh, on a clip um, probably about three months ago. And uh, this was um, a church in China. And um, it brought almost tears to my eyes when I saw it. And um, they had just received a box full of Bibles. They hadn't seen a Bible before. All they had were just little portions of scriptures and, and what had been taught to them, but they'd never had their own Bible. And they just received a box of Bibles in Chinese. And you should have seen the tears. You know, even before they opened the box, it was like this was full of gold. This was full of precious stones. And, you know, this was, this was precious. And you could see... That there was a delight in these Christians to have the Word of God in their hands, and that was just wonderful to see. Maybe we've lost that today uh, in the West, you know it's quite humbling uh, to see those kind of things. Maybe one reason why that why the why the appetite to be students of scripture has been lost, maybe one of the reasons might be is because in all the modern versions. This word here in verse 15, if you just look at it, it says study the word of God. That word study has been removed and it's been replaced with be diligent to present yourself unto God and do your best to present yourself to God. But they don't tell you how you to do your best or how you to be diligent. But the King James Bible says that we are to study the word of truth. That's it. Study. We need to be serious students of the Scriptures. Make sure that the foundation for all of your Bible studies is the word of truth. That's the first thing. Secondly, we see in our verse that to be a student of Scripture, it invites the approval of God. Um, Notice in verse 15, Paul says, Study to show thyself approved. Unto God, The student of scripture who shows an interest to study the word of God pleases the Almighty. He gets God's approval. Let me just share a few scriptures with you. If you just keep your fingers in uh, Timothy, but just turn to Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter 66. And we see here that the one who takes the Bible seriously gets the attention of God. Just notice um, what it says in verse 2. It says, For all those things have mine hand made, speaking uh, about heaven and earth. And um, he says, And all those things have been, saith the Lord. And then he says, But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. We see here that the one who trembles at the word of God is the one who gets the attention of God. He says, to this man will I look. To this woman will I look. Who? To the one who trembles and reverences the scriptures, the word of God. He gets God's attention. Just turn to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. And... um, One of the things that God wants to do for each one of us as Christians is to bless us and he wants us to prosper as well in our Christian lives. And uh, notice here what um, is being said in verse 7 about the word of God. He says, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. And we know here that Israel were going into the promised land and um, they were to take the scripture, they were to take the word of God with them so that they could prosper in this new land. And you know, as Christians, God wants us to prosper as well. We're going out those doors this afternoon into the wide world. And you know, there are many dangers out there, and throughout the next week, God doesn't want you to go out there without, your, without protection, without the armor of God. And he wants you to prosper, but he wants you to prosper with the scriptures. And he wants you to go out armed and uh, clothed, if you like, with the truth. And uh, we see that this is what was going to happen. Notice in verse 8, he says that this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. You're going to remember what I've said. You know, the children here this morning have remembered that verse uh, from Ecclesiastes. And he says that it shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. A day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Does God want you to prosper? And to be successful in your Christian life? Of course he does. But how are we going to do it if we don't take the word of God with us? And we're not students of of that word as well. And we're not teaching it and memorizing it. Notice um, in Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1, a wonderful psalm here. About the one who takes the word of God seriously in his life. Psalm chapter 1 says in verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And then he says in verse 2, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. I wonder this morning, is that where your delight lies? Is it in the law of the Lord? He says, And in his law doth he meditate day and night. You know that word, meditate, basically means to chew over. I don't know um, if you ever get the opportunity, I know it's difficult in Birmingham, but when you travel outside of Birmingham, you know, you can watch cows eating in the, in the green fields and you see them chewing the, the, the cud. And this is like meditating. What they're doing is they're, they're chewing it over in their mouths. And what they're doing is when they're chewing it over for a long time, is that they're getting all the nourishment out of the ground, out of the grass, and it's feeding them, it's helping them. And that's what we're to do with the Scriptures. We're to meditate upon them. We're to chew them over. And we are to let the nutrients from the Word of God satisfy our souls. Are we doing that? How often do we read the Scriptures? Once on a Sunday, twice on a Sunday, what about in the week? What about before we go out and start the day? It invites the approval of God. Um, Shouldn't that be our desire to get the approval of God? It should be. Do you know that the one thing that pleases um, a teacher, um, I've never been a teacher in a school. I would imagine it's a very hard thing to be a teacher. But I know when I was at school, that the teachers found it very difficult to teach because the, the, uh, the children, the boys that were in the classroom, were just messing about all the time. They weren't concentrating on what was going on. And it was very difficult for that teacher to try and teach. And you know that one thing that, teach, that pleases a teacher and gets his approval, if you like, is seeing an interest in those that he is teaching. Um, maybe a Sunday school teachers you know that 's an important thing when you 're teaching the children that you see that, that that there is an interest that they're that they 're watching that they 're taking things in, and uh, you know sometimes we have to use visual things to try and help them to concentrate um, I remember this was going back a few years back now when we were doing a study here in the church i don 't know if Jory remembers; she probably will we were doing a study in Genesis, and uh, we came up to the subjects of Joseph. And, uh, you know, as we were talking about Joseph, tears were rolling down Joe's eyes because Joe, she loves Joseph from the scriptures. And uh, I could see what it meant for her to study about Joseph in the Bible. And, you know, and that brought my approval. If Joe needs it, she probably doesn't, but it, it pleased me. It made me pleased as a teacher to see that there was an interest in studying the scriptures, studying about Joseph, about his life. And uh, that will never leave me, Joe. It won't. I've actually mentioned that one or two times before. uh, But that pleases the teacher. You know what displeases a teacher is when he sees disinterest, when he sees people playing with their mobiles, playing games on their mobiles and with their feet on the back of the seats and with their eyes closed. That doesn't, um, that doesn't help the teacher at all. And I'd, I'd imagine that the pastor in his long preaching career has seen that probably many times. And he could, he could you know, give a few illustrations of it. But um, it displeases a teacher and a preacher. I wonder what it does to God. What does that do to God? that bring his displeasure? You know, we should be about bringing God's approval. And um, if we're students of the scripture, we will invite the approval of God. According to verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God. Let's be those that study to please and to get God's approval. Thirdly, we see that to be a student of scripture, we need a workman attitude to our study. Let's just have a look at verse 15 again. Um, Paul says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman. Now, there's an attitude that is required if we are to be students of the Scriptures. Uh, I don't know if you have ever been in the position where you can employ people, but one thing that is important when you employ a person, one uh, A work-like attitude that's important is perseverance, you know? Sometimes when things get hard, when things get difficult, that they don't just go, oh, let's just forget about all this and just stay in bed, not go to work, you know? I've had those feelings many times. But I've had to get up, you know, to feed myself. But there needs to be a workman-like attitude when we're going to work, There's no good going to work and just putting your feet up and letting everybody else do it. That's not going to last. You won't last in a job. Um, So perseverance, that's the quality of steady, persistent, despite difficulties, obstacles, and discouragements. And believe me that those are going to come even when we're trying to study the Scriptures. We're going to get all kinds of um, discouragements, We're going to get people coming and saying, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? And, you know, so many things are going to try and take our time away. But we need to try and find that time to study the scriptures. And uh, we need to be persistent. Let's just have a look in the scriptures because the scriptures bear this out very clearly about perseverance and seeking after God. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13. And uh, this is a well-known verse. But um, this is what God says. He says, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with how much of your heart? All of your heart. Okay? So if you seek God and you don't give up, God has promised that you will find him. Now, I don't know in this room this morning... How many have found the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal saviour? The Bible says that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you're here this morning and you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be your personal saviour, the Bible says that if you seek me, you will find me. That's a promise. And God will keep that promise for you. That's a wonderful promise as well. Um, so God will reveal himself if we search and if we seek for him. You know, this speaks to me, this verse of a work-like attitude. We need to seek God. And we need to search. And one of the places that we need to do that is out of this book. The Scriptures. If we seek God, He will reveal Himself to us through His Word. He's promised to do it. Let's just turn to uh, another Scripture, uh, Psalm 119. You think uh, King David ever went through discouragements? Oh, I think he did. Do you ever go through discouragements, trials? Yeah, feel like giving up sometimes. Feel like it's not it's just not worth carrying on. You know, well, I'm sure David felt like that many times. But what did he say? Psalm 119 and verse 97. David says, oh, how I love thy law. And then he says, it is my meditation. How much of the day? All of the day. Not just the morning or the evening. He's meditating upon it all the day. Maybe something that he read in the morning, but he's meditating upon it. And it's bringing him encouragement, even through the discouragements, even through the hard times that he was to go through. The word of God, his law, God's law, was his meditation all the day. And that needs to be our meditation as well. Otherwise, we're going to end up down there at the end of the day. We're going to end up with... We're just going to end up with long faces... Depression, discouragement. We need to encourage ourselves in this book, God's word, and he wants to do it. He wants to encourage us. He wants us to meditate upon it. Um, John 5 and verse 39, Jesus says, search the scriptures. Why? He says, they are they which testify of me. The scriptures testify of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Acts 17 and verse 11, we probably have all heard this story about the Bereans. What did they do? It says that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures, how often? Daily, whether those things were so. These people didn't want to be caught out. They searched the scriptures every day. Acts 17 and verse 11. I wonder this morning, as students of Scripture, do you search the Scriptures? As Christians here, do you search the Scriptures? Do you work to get more of an understanding? You know, we often hear about the two-minute Bible study, don't we? Five-minute Bible study. You know, sometimes you can buy books, even from Christian bookshops today, which say the five-minute Bible study. No, sometimes it takes a little bit longer than a five-minute Bible study. Sometimes it takes a workman-like attitude to find out what God says about a subject and about a matter. And sometimes we need to search and we need to seek, just like somebody's searching for, for pearls, you know? They're not going to just come to him. He needs to search and seek them out, and that's what we need to do with the Scriptures. That's wonderful. Um, are there questions that you need answers for here this morning? Are there issues in life that you're not sure about, why not take the time to be a workman and to do a study? Yes, it may take more than a couple of hours. It may take days. It may take months. But you'll find the truth. You'll find the answers in God's word if you seek them out and you have a workmanlike attitude and not just give up. I wonder what price this morning are you willing to pay To find out those answers, let's be those that have a workmanlike attitude towards studying the scriptures. Fourthly, if we just turn back to two Timothy chapter two and verse fifteen, we see that the fourth thing that's important about being a student of the scripture is that we're not to be ashamed. He says in verse fifteen, "Study to show thyself approved unto God, our workmen that needeth not." To be ashamed, God does not want us to be shamed. Um, you know, one reason why—and I don't know if you do this—you might do this. One reason why um, I put notes in the back of my Bible. You—you you may put them at the side of the columns of your Bible, just to help you, um, just to remember verses, maybe, or maybe when God spoke a word to you about something that you thought, right, I don't want to forget about this. I need to write it down somewhere. And for me, one of the best places to write them down is actually in my book, in in the Bible, so that I know that when I go out and somebody asks me a question about something, I've got it somewhere. I know where it is. And in the back of my Bible, um, I've got quite a a lot of studies that I've done, and I've underlined them. Um, My Bible was falling apart until uh, about six months ago, and I decided to get it recovered. And um, it's helped, and I've got a few more pages in the back now to put notes in. But it's a good idea. Why do I do it? Well, one reason why I do it is because I have an answer for the skeptics and for the critics. Um, You know that the devil, he tried to catch Jesus out. I think it's Matthew chapter 4. He came to Jesus quoting scripture. How did Jesus deal with him? He quoted scripture back. But you see, what the devil did is he misapplied scripture. But Jesus says, it is written. And he came back with the sword of the spirit, with the word of God. You know, there are many skeptics and there are many critics who will try to bring discouragement into your life. They will try to deny the deity of Jesus Christ. They'll try to criticize why you read the Bible that you do. And if you've not done a study, you may just be left there hanging. You have no answers. Why is Jesus the Son of God? Where does Jesus say that he's the Son of God in the Bible? It's good to remember where it says it. Read, write down the scriptures. You know, going on outreach quite often, it sharpens you. And you know, I've had many times where I've had people come up to me and say things like to me, like, where did Jesus say that he he was going to die on the cross? How did Jesus know that he was going to die on the cross? How do we know that it spoke about a cross? And you know, sometimes I've been there floundering. Where's the scripture? But you know I took time when I've gone home to study that subject and to write it down in the back of my Bible, so I know now where Jesus said that he was the Son of God, where it says in the scriptures that he said that he was going to go to the cross and lay his life down for our sins. I don't want to be caught out. It's not it's not what God wants. He wants us to be able to give an answer. Isn't that what 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says? It says, be ready to give an answer to those. Um, you know, I've had people actually ring me up at home in the week and try to bring discouragement into my life, try to um, change my views upon the Bible and to change my belief that we have um, A Bible that's 100% correct, perfect. And I've had people who have tried to discourage me on the telephone. And you know what it's done? All it's done is maybe go back into the scriptures and to find out why I believe what I do. And if I can't find it in this book, forget it. It's got to be in the scriptures. And God has shown me in his book why I'm to use this book. He's shown me. He's shown me that he's preserved it for us in the English language. And there are many other subjects as well. And there may be a time where somebody might come up to you and they may try to discourage you from a belief in a doctrine that you have from this book. How are you going to be able to answer them if you've never done a study and you've never looked it up out of the word of God? Yes, it's going to take time. But it's worth it. You know the Bible says here, just notice what it says in verse fifteen. It says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. And it says it's saying here that you don't need to be ashamed. There is no reason why you should be ashamed. The child of God has the answers. It's in this book. But are we prepared to take that time and to study? And to find out why we believe what we do. David said in Psalm 119 and verse 42 about the word of God. He said, so shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me. For I trust in thy word. And you see, when these reproaches came against David, he knew how to deal with them. And he says that he trusted in the word of God trusted in the Bible. Wonderful. So fourthly, we're not to be ashamed, the students of the Scripture. And fifthly, the students of Scripture we see is one that rightly divides the word of truth. Paul says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. And then he says, rightly dividing the word of truth. We see here that the students of Scripture must avoid erroneous interpretations of the Bible. We see in verse 16 to verse 18, we see two people, one called Hymenius and one Philetus. And what had happened is that they had strayed from the truth by teaching that the resurrection had already happened. Notice it says, verse 16, Paul says, but shun don't have anything to do with profane and vain babblings. Why? For they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a canker of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. And we see here that they had damaged and brought uh, erroneous teaching uh, to other Christians and this had had an effect upon their faith and it says that they overthrew the faith of some and you know sometimes there will be people who will try to come in to church and they will bring erroneous teachings and if we don't have never studied the scriptures and we don't spend time to look in God's word then that, that might well overthrow our faith it may well lead us into another direction, another path. How erroneous that is and dangerous. We need to rightly divide the word of truth. It seems like what was happening here was that because these two had been baptized, they had they believed that this baptism that they that, that they had was like a spiritual baptism. And in a way, when we do get baptised, it is like a a sign, isn't it? It's like a symbol that we have been raised again from the dead. But they were teaching that their baptism that they had had was the resurrection. And what was happening is that some had believed that the resurrection had had happened already in the past. And it was overthrowing the faith of some. Why did they do, do that? Well, they did that because they aired... From the truth, and they brought in um, erroneous teachings, and they were not rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, you know that if we fail to rightly divide the word of truth, we will. We're going to err from the truth. One of those examples um, came to me yesterday. You know, we were out in the uh, in the outreach, and there was this uh, young. Uh, I think he was was he from Jamaica, Garcia. Jamaican man, and um, he was basically saying that he was um, an Israelite, okay? And uh, this is a, a teaching that they believe that uh, the Jamaican people and, and the black people um, have uh, been, you know, in slavery and have been um, taken from different countries, uh, just like Israel, you know? They were kicked out of the land and they were dispersed. And they believe that they are the nation of Israel, And you see, what they're basically doing is they're misinterpreting Scripture. They're not rightly dividing the word of truth. And another group of people who do this are people who believe in replacement theology. They believe that the church has replaced Israel in the Scriptures. And you'll get some Bibles, and at the top, okay, of the Bibles, they may have a heading which might say um, the church, um, you know, in, in... the church is doing this, and really, it's, it's speaking about Israel. And what's happening is, is that replacement theology is being brought into the church. And there are many Christians today uh, who are believing in this erroneous teaching. And you see, in the Bible, it speaks about dispensations, different times in history. And God deals with people at different times in different ways. And um, at the moment, the Bible clearly states that Israel uh, are, are, are in a time, well, where God has brought the Gentiles into the faith and he's dealing right now with the Gentiles. But there's going to come a time where God's going to bring back his people to the land. And we can see that today. And the Bible says that all Israel shall be saved. And there's going to be a dispensation where God is going to turn back to his ancient people, and they're going to be a blessed people upon this nation. And uh, this is the millennium. And you see, what's, what happens is that when we misinterpretate Scripture and we don't rightly divide the Scriptures, we're all over the place, and especially with the book of Revelation. You know, the book of Revelation is a closed book to many Christians because they've just not rightly divided it. But if we can see Israel in their correct place, then it will all make sense to us. Yes, there are going to be things which are difficult to understand. How is the Antichrist uh, going to come? Uh, who, who, who is he going to be? And, you know, these things need studying. But God has made things for us clear in Scriptures. And one of the things that is clear is Israel. And, you know, if we um, let the Bible speak to us plainly and literally, We'll come to the conclusion that God has a plan for his people israel He has, and you know when we can see that in scriptures, I tell you, it just makes the scriptures come alive. You know when you read about the lion that that chew, is it, he eats on the on the straw and um, you know the child putting his hand inside the 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 home of the of the cockatrice. And, you know, things like that, if we don't spiritualize that, these don't really have, have literal meanings for us, but we can see that there is going to come a time upon this earth, a thousand years, the millennium time, where things are going to be turned around. Nature is going to be turned around. We're going to live. People are going to live a lot longer. Those who have got their resurrected bodies, you know, going to live with resurrected bodies, no pain and sickness. You know, we need to rightly divide the word of truth and these things will come into place. It's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Um, I'm going to end it there, but um, let's, be those, let's be students of scripture that rightly divide the word of truth. And, you know, a good way to do that is before we study, is to pray and to ask God to direct us. His promise us in the gospel of John that he will lead us and guide us by his Holy Spirit into all truth. Let's just have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we just want to thank you this morning for the scriptures. We thank you, dear Lord, that you um, have made it clear in your word this morning that we are to study the word of truth. Lord, you've told us that studying the word of truth invites the approval of God. You've taught us that We need to have a work-like attitude in your scriptures. And we don't need to be ashamed, dear Lord. And Lord, help us to rightly divide the word of truth when we make our studies. And we know, dear Lord, that we will, as you've promised in, in your word, that we will prosper and we will have success. In Jesus' name, amen.